0: So this is kind of like donating, but you get something out of it. It's great. Um, So go do it, d2rpn.com. There's banners everywhere on the website. Thanks for your support. Hey, Dave. Hey, Ryan. So, you recently went to Ireland. That I did, sir. And you met a family. Yep. Uh, siblings. Yep. One from Arkansas. Yep. One from Las Vegas. Yep. And one from Hawaii. Correct. Now, ironically, we've had uh, several podcasts on this network dealing with nothing in Arkansas except the Clinton... Yeah, other than, other than Clinton. But uh, you didn't discuss anything with the Clintons with that particular no, sibling. The only
1: thing I talked to her about <clears throat> was the fact that she was the only woman firefighter in her town.
0: And you hate firefighters.
1: And I do hate firefags. fags. <laughs> um, I did, though, ask her, now, have you seen Rescue Me or do you remember Rescue uh, Me at all?
0: I know the show. I don't watch it. There,
1: there was, well, it's off now. But there was, a, there was a series or at least a season where they had a girl mm-hmm. there and they treated her pretty shitty and I was curious if it was anything similar like what she's experienced and she said that uh if she she has to double check what she does and says because they twist everything against her so if
0: what do you mean twist? Like,
1: so if she looks at her, like if she snagged her finger, she got a sliver or something, she looks at her finger, oh, did you break a nail? Oh, like, it's one of those. Yeah, they do that kind of shit. So now she does it to them. Anytime they say something, oh, did you break a nail? Like she gives them more shit than they yeah. give her now, which is cool. Um, nice. But yeah, so that's really all we talked about with her as far as her, her situation. Because yeah, nothing. She, her sound sucks so bad that they only have the You Are Here Starbucks mugs that Joy collects.
0: They don't even, they don't have, even have those. It must like, be a small town. Remember the yeah, town?
1: Uh Fort something or other. Fort Smith? Maybe.
0: The town shouldn't be that small, though.
1: Uh, well, small enough that they don't have an Arkansas Starbucks mug.
0: Fort, well, Fort Smith. I know Fort Smith, Arkansas. That's my grandparents. It was Fort something.
1: Hmm, maybe you're related. I wonder
0: if it is. I don't know. doubt I'm related. It's yeah. odd when you show me the picture. She doesn't look familiar. So maybe she's, I don't know we we'll have to look further into that. Yeah, I'll ask her. I'll ask her um, what town. Okay, and then so the, another sibling from Hawaii. Now, recently there was this whole uh, missile, you know, uh, alert thing that went off there. People thought, you know, uh, they were going to die, so they were putting their kids in, you know, the.
1: Uh, storm drains and shit, man. Yeah, they all, all the Manhole shit. covers. And, and
0: weird. Shit. And you talk to that sibling about that. Now, don't. Yeah. Don't just yet because i I want to want to set up the other sibling i'm not gonna say and then the last sibling uh from las vegas you we had this uh october 1st mass shooting whatever and uh we all know that whole connection with me and all this and Mm -hmm. you discussed that briefly with this person and Mm -hmm. got their side of the story so Mm -hmm. we're going to start out with is these two incidences i think we'll start with the las vegas
1: that's good, because that's how we started it. Then, in the we'll,
0: then we'll head into the Hawaii thing, and then we have a, a little other piece that we're going to talk about, uh, Ireland-related. So this is going to be a hodgepodge of a, f- a few different things. Coolness. Um, and uh, so that's where we're set up with. So yeah. you discussed with this sibling that lives in Las Vegas hmm. the October yeah. 1st shooting. So, so what so did how she this,
1: say? How this broke down was we were sitting at dinner, um, at Guinness, actually, and... Before, I was just like, hey, girls. I didn't know their names. All I knew was where they were from. And I was like, hey, before we go any further, what are your guys' names? And where are you from again? So she brought it up the Las Vegas. I'm like, oh, it's funny. We've spent a lot of time on Las Vegas. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, we have a podcast, and uh, we do. We have a couple different shows. One show is called Think Tank, and it's all conspiracy-based uh, type stuff. And we spent probably a good 10, 12 hours on the Las Vegas shooting. And she's like, oh, my God, that was horrible. And I'm like, "So you know what do you know about it? Now, she wasn't at the concert, but she said she knows many people that were um She said that she knows the guy that jumped on top of the girl um that got shot or something or someone right next to him got shot in the head or something like that um She said that she knew a lot of people that were there that were affected by it, and that i don't I don't believe it. I can't remember if she said that she didn't hear about the helicopters or not, but we kind of talked about it um but she, she really just said that it was weird and Vegas is different ever since it happened.
0: Yeah. I agree. Um, when I was there, it was That's what you were different. saying.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than the fact that she said she knew some of the key players of, of who, like witnesses and stuff that we had heard about, mm-hmm. she knew them or knew of them or something, which was kind of cool. Um, she said she still doesn't know what really happened and she would like to know. Everyone would like to know what really happened. We never will know. Yeah. You know, I told her that. I was like, well, we're never going to find out the real story because those that were key players that are not government officials are already dead or disappeared, you know, which means they're probably dead. Right. Or at Guantanamo hanging out, you know. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, that that conversation was kind of short, really. The, the longer one was actually the, the Hawaii thing.
0: Right. Now, I can't remember. We did, did we cover that on the on a previous episode? I don't know if we ever actually covered it or not.
1: I don't think we did. I think we just talked about it when it happened,
0: and I that was it. we did in one of the... Uh and like the part 2 of the uh, hey guys it's Tyler with Secure Team I thought we covered it briefly maybe not though I, I we do so many Did I watch that shit on my own No you watched it with me so maybe we did cover it cuz this is where I heard about it was here The problem is we <laughs> we do so You many. went to Ireland since we did that episode and there was a right. um, like a 10 or 15 day break between the two mm-hmm. and I can't remember now if we watched it recorded it or watched it and didn't record that. I don't
1: remember. Well, we can we can break it down on well, anyways you of it.
0: If people don't know, I guess you have to have remembered this. I would assume if you haven't, I guess Google Hawaiian uh missile uh, crisis
1: or, or um uh, what was like a mistake or
0: something like yeah. that.
1: Yeah. I don't remember what they called it.
0: And read up on it. Yeah and uh, maybe we'll cover it if we, whatever. So what was that conversation? All right,
1: so that one, we went right to her and I asked her, I was like, so what was that like? And she said it was the most scary thing ever because she was at home. The girls were, because she's got kids, or I don't know if she's got all girls, but we'll just say her her kids. Her kids were at home or at school and she got the text and she's like, "Is, is this real? And she asked her husband who works for, the airport i believe um so he he's like oh don't worry about it it's just a drill or whatever you know and she's like but it says right here this is not a drill like this is a serious thing and so she immediately called her sister who lives in vegas um told her and she lost her mind you know she was freaking out because i mean at this point every she literally thought she was going to die in 15 minutes you know that's so crazy um yeah cause, and she said that she, where she is she her, at in Hawaii, by the way? Honolulu. Okay. She's in Honolulu. Um, and she said that she called her husband again, and her husband was just at home chilling, like upstairs or whatever. She called him and yelled, and he called into work and found out that it was a mistake. And the way that she explained it was it was a computer, like on his system, there's a couple different boxes to check when he hits out the sec- send text or whatever, and he clicked the wrong one. And hit send, whereas what I thought we had heard was it was like a two-key operation. Both keys had yeah. to be in there for it to happen. So there's still a little jiving. You know, some things don't yeah. quite jive there. Um, but she said that she she called, I think, a friend of hers who uh coached soccer or had kids at soccer or something and said, hey, because I think maybe one of her kids was there. I don't remember exactly what happened. I don't remember the exact storyline because this happened so long ago now. And so much has happened since the Ireland trip, but uh, I believe he said he said, "Girls, run!" And he took off running himself. And Ollie was singing because she asked him, "Why did you do that? Why did you leave them there and just say run?" Um, and he said he wanted to get home to his parents to say goodbye and be with them when he died. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like, what would like? It, it just floored me, you know, that people really thought they were going to die. You know, that's crazy to think about. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I mean, if you get that text. Being in
0: that mindset.
1: Yeah. Getting a text saying, hey, you know, there's a missile coming towards Honolulu or Hawaii or wherever it was going. You got 15 minutes to seek shelter. Well, then she was going to have her parents, her kids go in the basement to, you know, be safe or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was going to have some of them go into a well, like they have a well there or something. Right. And that's not actually safer because it's not. It doesn't have, like, uh, barrier walls, and, like, it, does, it can't force it. So, it basically, was it would just cave in, yeah. Oh, I've killed the kids. Yeah, basically. exactly. So, they, they kind of talked That's about it after the fact. They were glad they didn't, one, it didn't happen, and, two, that they didn't do that. Um, but then she thought that the guy didn't re- resign, um, but I remember seeing an article where the boss resigned and the other guy got fired, but then he didn't. Then another article said he didn't get fired. He got transferred to another location. Um, but I also believe, didn't China or Korea have the same thing happen like two days later?
0: Yeah, there was something. I think, yeah, or was it Japan?
1: <clears throat> one of those. Yeah, one of those. Somewhere over there. They had the same exact thing happen. Um, but uh, she said that. I didn't hear this, but apparently Dan Rather said that. Uh, the America or the United States should owe every or should pay, give everyone in Hawaii a beer, like have a round on us, like we owe them. I don't know why we would owe them because we didn't screw up. The guy that in Hawaii screwed yeah, how about,
0: up, that guy's salary <laughs> pays for that. Yeah,
1: right. Um, but I guess they were both the North boss Korea. and the guy got uh, death threats, and that's and then we started talking. Actually, you know what? another thing about. I think we talked about Hawaii first, then we went to Vegas. Because then I had said, I had told him about your side of the the Vegas thing, about how you and your dad had gotten, or mostly your dad got death threats and such. And it's funny because when we started talking about the podcast thing, her mom was at the far end of the table and she whispered something and they laughed. And I'm like, what was that? And she's like, oh, she thought you said you have bobcats. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) no, podcast. We do a podcast. Um, but uh i guess and then they went on to something about a podcast with scrapbooking apparently they scrapbook and they they listen to podcasts about about scrapbooking interesting i said yeah we don't talk about scrapbooking at all um but it was I just i wouldn't know the first thing it was just interesting to talk to people that were there you know what i mean yeah um cuz i i know i have two friends of mine that live in vegas and they weren't at the concert they didn't really have anything else to add to it but she knew people that were there um, and that was, that was surreal.
0: I really like to talk to somebody that was there. You at know the what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like,
1: I bet you they all have signed gag orders already.
0: Or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or just don't like to talk about it. You notice how it's, it's gone dramatic.
1: now? No one talks about it anymore.
0: Cool. Uh, the, the only other thing I've heard recently that's come out in the news is that all the, or not all, but a lot of the victims' families are now receiving... Money two hundred seventy five thousand each for each victim's families. The ones that died. Yeah, it's not a lot of money. It's really not. Um, now I do have more suspicions, but I'm I'm saving it. Suspicious about what? Well, I don't feel like we have we would have enough time to cover my my newest thought and connection that I think i could make on the whole like what happened there got all the time in the world well i know but we wanted to do other things yeah the next in thing this is episode yeah
1: I mean, i'm i'm pretty much spent on mine that's why well that's it yeah i told you what well, it was it was cool but not a whole lot right you know um i really i think they would be interested or at least entertain the idea of doing an interview like talking about it on the podcast i think yeah I think they would. Um, so where?
0: Okay, so this the the girl that was lives in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Where was she when it all went down? She was obviously not on the strip. She was not at the concert. She was, but she knows people there. Like, yeah, like I how close were the people that she knows? Like, best friends. Uh, it's a, it's I, a. I think
1: brother has, of a sister. I think it's a friend. mixture, a mixture of things. People that she knows specifically, like friendly people that that more acquaintance wise it could be a friend of a friend a brother of a friend or something like that yeah so she know i think she knew a good 10 people i think that were there i
0: wonder if of those say 10 people if she would be able to arrange through herself possibly somebody to do an interview that was there or an actual witness to something
2: you know being being on the strip that
0: that night or at that concert that survived right i would just be curious because I'd like to get a first hand account, I mean,
1: mm-hmm. and not this bullshit we're spoon fed by the news, right, yeah
0: I, I want to hear I'll somebody that's that. been there i that'd be curious that would be an uh, I think that, that would be an interesting interview um, or at least to have them tell their
2: yeah
0: what they saw, even if they didn't see it can completely contradict all this other shit. I don't care, I would just want to hear somebody that's there. Mm-hmm. How How is the, you know, some of the questions would be like, how have the, like for one, tell us from before you started hearing shots through hearing shots, how people reacted, you know. Literally walk us through their experience, where mm-hmm. they went, what did they see, uh, did they see this shit at Hooters, all these ambulances, did they see the people, where did they go, where did they hide, did they hide, did they see any helicopters, how long did this shooting take place, you know? right And right. then... Like, how quick were FBI and shit on the scene investigating shit? What have they heard since? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, all that. Like, I, I think it'd be interesting. I yeah, think be I'll work cool. on that. And then, um, for the Hawaii thing, I don't know. I still, like, I wonder if that whole thing... I know they have this whole, oh, this person fucked up. And yeah, yeah, but I, I, I suspect and wonder if this was done as a test to see how people would react in a scenario like this as another form of seeing it's a test thing to a false flag i guess you could call it to see how people would react to a crisis type thing and because ultimately if you're if you go with the whole ruling elite and controlling people and all this you would want to know how people are going to react if some crazy shit went down like this right so how would people react in one of these scenarios well now they can see a lot of people helped each other mm-hmm. they don't want that they want division they want looting and all that yeah. i think if you're if you're going with the evil elite and all this they mm-hmm. want that they want the fucking chaos so now it makes you wonder all right so what are they going to do to make sure chaos ensues as opposed to people helping each other Right when they think they've only got 15 minutes to live. They they.
1: She also said that in her on their news they showed people that were actually at the Pearl Harbor exhibit at the time that the thing came through. Oh, that would be fucked and, up. And yeah, and she said people were were panicking there, um, because they were stuck in the Pearl Harbor thing, you know. And uh, she said that they they showed their their face like I don't know how they showed facial expressions. I don't know if there's cameras in there because I've never been there. Um But they said they showed it on the news, people getting, how they reacted. And everyone, like, cried and, like, dropped to their knees and praying and shit. And I'm like, wow. That's crazy. Because, yeah. I mean, you're just there paying your tribute to fucking Pearl Harbor. And then, bam, hey, by the way, we're going to be attacked again. Yeah. And you're there. You know? You're yeah. like, you're there. Like, I couldn't imagine. It's got to be surreal. Yeah. Like, I couldn't even imagine, dude. You know?
0: I couldn't imagine, like, getting something saying, <laughs> This shit's about to happen. You have literally 15 minutes before it's going to hit. Seek shelter. This is not a drill. Mm-hmm. And say, like, for instance, I have kids. I'm 40 minutes away from my kids. Like, there's no way. Right. You're, you know what I mean? Like, or if you, let's say you're not in the hit zone, but they are. Right. Like think about that it's and the thing and then okay. the problem i have with the
1: whole thing is we have fleets and shit all over the seas why wouldn't we have shot that down beforehand like why would we have not gotten to it before it well, was fifteen there was minutes no away? Whistle,
0: or was there
1: that's what i'm saying
0: and what if they did shoot it down yeah though? that's the thing like but see there's no according to all the shit that i've seen is there was no actual missile it was a fuck-up Mm-hmm. But was that a cover, or was it... So this is one of those situations where, was it exactly what they said it was? Was it a false flag... Uh, Trial to, run, To, to yeah. see how people, a uh, drill, almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or was there an actual missile, and they, they got it, and then they didn't want people to think that they... They don't want people to know that there was an actual missile shot at us, so they... Just said, "Oh, it was a fucking error." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To to not to kind of relieve because otherwise, people think, "Oh, fuck, somebody's actually shooting missiles at us." Mm-hmm. And then what's other? What's also suspect about this is literally like the next day or two days later or whatever it was, another one happens. And I think it was North Korea. Was yeah, and it, and that who
1: supposedly sent the first missile to us was it was from North Korea.
0: Uh, was it? I'm trying to, I don't remember. Another false alarm issued about a North Korean missile launch. So yeah, North Korea <laughs> is the one supposedly... ...shooting off these missiles or whatever. What was the other... Oh shit, I don't remember. I swear it was Japan. Yeah, I don't know. It was one of those over there, though. Oh, Korea Missile Alert. Yeah,
1: it's third one down.
0: Yeah. Japan also sends out, then retracts a false missile warning.
1: And that was on January 16th. So when was ours?
0: Uh, January 13th. So, so three days later. Yeah. Oh, and, and that's, that's highly suspect, dude. Very suspect. That you could have the same error happen twice, three days apart. From Unless you're trying to fucking get people. And what's weird is, wasn't it Japan that did the Pearl Harbor attack? Yeah. So we get the same similar thing, a missile, a false missile thing, and then Japan gets one. Mm-hmm. And they were the ones that did the Pearl Harbor. I mean... It, It's very weird, the whole thing. To me, there's something very fishy about it. Yeah, I
1: think they shot at us, we shot it down, and then we shot at them, and they shot it down. I think they shot at us first. I think they shot at us first. And then
0: both countries are covering.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. It's weird. Like, why would we be. Has there been any other issues with us in Japan, though, since Pearl Harbor? Like, after we fucking not not since pearl harbor but like the whole uh, nagasaki you know, and hiroshima we fucking destroyed north, the north shit
1: korea uh, fucking kim jong suck my dicky yeah um un he i don't know if he, if he has something to do with it you know i mean look at some of the the fucking movies out there where rogue fucking leader what the fuck movie was it and um what the fuck is that movie with uh Morgan Freeman and Ben Affleck.
0: Oh, uh. yeah, yeah, with the football game. Yeah,
1: there was some rogue fucking leader doing that shit, blaming it on another country. What the fuck
0: was that called? I know what movie you're talking about. I can't think of the name of it. I can't either. I love
1: that movie. I can't think of the fucking name of it either.
0: I'll look it up here. Um, I was like, a, no I keep thinking Die Another Day. I know that wasn't it. Though. No. the no, fuck i'll get it i'll get it it's nice and fast today yeah it. um anyways what were you saying um, while i like, pull up this it, it,
1: so what if it was his people fucking starting shit just to start shit
0: sending them both directions yeah oh you never well not both directions but you know trying to like maybe start a war between the two right fuck is it
1: i don't think you're too far down some of all fears yeah 2002 yeah so it could have been something like that you know
0: yeah
2: Hmm.
1: but i i think i think we got shot on we shot it down everyone was paid or told order direct order to cover it up and same thing on the other side
0: I don't know if we shot them or at them. We, if they
1: shot at us, we sure as fuck would.
0: But I wonder, though, like, or what if they didn't shoot ours down? So this is like a, a well, my dick's bigger than your dick type right, of thing?
1: Right, Maybe it's from The Rock.
0: What if these were both drills with missiles, but they weren't live missiles? Meaning, like, they would land but not explode or something. You know what mm. I mean? Or, like, duds. Well, that's what I'm going
1: to say with... You've seen The Rock, right? With yeah. uh, how he... he has, he took the guiding chips out. shot the fucking missile at DC, but then cha- it changed courses, or changed course and went out and fucking exploded it out there because he wasn't about to do that. Right. Maybe the same thing. We, they shot it at us, and then or we shot it. They shot at us, we shot it down. We shot at them, but then the last second turned it away and said, "Look, right. we're not fucking around. You do that shit again, we will blow you up next time." Yeah, it's just too <laughs> coincidental for me. I I can't buy. The official narrative that fact three that days were, later,
0: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah
1: if it was like months and years later, sure. It happens with three fucking days. No. Right. Same exact thing. Same error. No, I don't buy it.
0: No, that's impossible. It is literally impossible. I mean, I guess not 100%, but there's, I don't know, the fucking um, odds that that would happen are highly suspect. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah. Um. So I guess uh, well here let me let me chamber the uh, Irish thing and you, you want me to God damn it how my fingers work. it's great and you want me to go into this other. Yeah, I want to... Uh, the Las I, Vegas I'm, thing? Yeah, go ahead. Or do you want to get into the... No, this? go
1: ahead. You can get into the Vegas thing, and then we'll get into the other thing.
0: I don't have a lot of time. All right. So, you've heard of Blackwater? That's dirty water. Yeah. No. No, I've never heard of Blackwater. Um, Blackwater. Let me give you a little... Oh, yeah, I have. History. Yeah, I well, have. Well, for the listeners that don't know, they're like thinking the same thing as you. Oh, yeah, it's dirty water. No, no, no. That's not dirty water at all. Yeah, we've talked about it before. Right. Um, But I'll still cover it for those that don't know. So, 1997. Blackwater, USA was formed in 1997 by Al Clark and Eric Prince in North Carolina to provide training support to military and law enforcement organizations. In explaining Blackwater's purpose, Prince stated, We are trying to do for the national security apparatus what FedEx did for the Postal Service. After working with SEAL and SWAT teams, Blackwater USA received its first government contract after the bombing of the USS Cole off the coast of Yemen in October 2000. After winning the bid on the contract, Jamie Smith ran the program at Blackwater that trained over 100,000 sailors. In 1998, a uh, training center opens. Uh, Prince purchased approximately 7,000 acres It's pretty fucking big, dude, Yeah, of the Great Dismal Swamp, a vast swamp on the North Carolina slash Virginia border that is now mostly a national wildlife refuge. Um, Let's see. Uh, There he created his private training facility and his contracting company, Blackwater, which he named for the peat-colored water of the swamp. So that's how it got its name, Blackwater. The Blackwater Lodge and Training Center officially opened on May 15, 1998, with a 6,000-acre facility and cost $6.5 million. The training facility comprises several ranges, indoor-outdoor urban reproductions, and artificial lake, and a driving track in Camden and Currituck counties. The company says it's the largest training facility in the county. The concept was not country. a country. Oh, yeah, county, country. Not the same thing. No. The concept was not a financial success and was kept financially solvent by sales from sister company Blackwater Target Systems. From 2002 to 2007, Blackwater Security Company, Jeremy Scahill, has claimed that Blackwater Security Company, BSC, was the brainchild of Jamie Smith, a former CIA officer who became vice president of Blackwater USA and the founding director of Blackwater Security Company, holding both positions simultaneously. However... This claim is denied by Prince and Blackwater executive Gary Jackson who described who described firing Smith from his position as a low-level administrator for non-performance after a 30-day contract. Additionally, Smith has been accused of further embellishing his military contracting record to defraud investigators at SCG International Risk. Investors. What I say? Investigators. Oh, investors. <laughs> you know, I saw investors and administrator right above it and I was uh, combining mm-hmm. the two and created my own word.
1: No, investigators award.
0: I know, but (laughs) not from those two words do you get that word. No. Uh, From 2003 to 2006, you're probably wondering, what does this have to do with anything? Well, I need to set this up because it's all, I'm going to try and connect it all, okay? Mm -hmm. 2003 to 2006, first contracts. BSC's first assignment was to provide 20 men with top secret clearance to protect the CIA headquarters and another base that was responsible for hunting Osama bin Laden. Blackwater was one of several private security firms employed following the U.S. invasion of Afghanistan. BSC was originally formed as a Delaware LLC and was one of over 60 private security firms employed during the Iraq War to guard officials and installations, train Iraq's new army and police, and provide other support for coalition forces. Smith left Blackwater to start his own firm, SCG International Risk, in 2003. Blackwater was also hired during the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina by the United States Department of Homeland Security, as well as by private clients, including communications, petrochemical, and insurance companies. Overall, the company received over $1 billion in U.S. government contracts. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah, it is. The company consisted of nine divisions and a subsidiary, Blackwater Vehicles. Okay. Uh, In August 2003, Blackwater received its first Iraq contract, a $21 million contract for a personal security detachment and two helicopters, For Paul Bremer, head of the U.S. occupation in Iraq. In July 2004, Blackwater was hired by the U.S. State Department under the Bureau of Diplomatic Security's Worldwide Personal Protective Services umbrella contract, along with DynCorp International and Triple Canopy, Inc. for Protective Services in Iraq, Afghanistan, Bosnia, and Israel contract applied for two years and expired on june 6 2006 it authorized 482 personnel and blackwater received 488 million for its work
1: it's damn near a million dollars per person yeah it's awesome
0: um if you were working there obviously they probably didn't get a million per person but it's a lot of fucking money dude i know On September 1, 2005, following Hurricane Katrina, Blackwater dispatched a rescue team and helicopter free of charge to support relief operations. Following that, it was reported that the company also acted as law enforcement in the disaster-stricken areas such as securing neighborhoods and confronting criminals. Blackwater moved about 200 personnel into the area impacted by Hurricane Katrina, most of whom, 164 employees, were working under a contract with the Department of Homeland Security to protect government facilities but the company held contracts with private clients as well. Overall, Blackwater had a visible and financially lucrative presence in the immediate aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, as the use of the company contractors cost U.S. taxpayers $240,000 a day. Wow. Doesn't that infuriate you? Uh, In May 2006, the U.S. State Department awarded WPBS-2, the successors to its previous diplomatic security contract, Under this contract, the State Department awarded Blackwater, along with Triple Canopy and DynCorp, a contract for diplomatic security in Iraq. Under this contract, Blackwater is authorized to have 1,020 staff in Iraq. Blackwater's responsibilities include the United States Embassy in Iraq. At the time, it was a privately held company and published limited information about internal affairs. Okay. Um, I think I can skip that piece because that part doesn't really matter to what I want to, uh, what I'm getting at um, I did find this interesting because it's kind of close From 2006-2007 new training centers in November 2006 Blackwater USA announced that it had acquired an 80 acre facility 120 miles west of Chicago in Mount Carroll Illinois called Impact Training Center this facility has been operational since April 2007 and serves law enforcement agencies throughout the Midwest kind of want to go there Yeah, right. because it's close good luck with that well yeah you're not going to get let in but I'd still like to like Go buy it and see. Um, Then I want to read this part, and then we'll... uh, 2007-2009, Blackwater Worldwide. In October 2007, Blackwater USA began the process of changing its name to Blackwater Worldwide and unveiled a new logo. The change de-emphasized the crosshair reticle theme, simplifying it slightly. On July 21, 2008, Blackwater Worldwide stated that it would shift resources away from security contracting because of the extensive risks in that sector. Uh, said company founder and CEO, Eric Prince, the experience we've had would certainly be a disincentive to any other companies that want to step in and put their entire business at risk. Blah, blah, blah. So then uh, they were basically bought by G Services. Is that how you would pronounce that? Yeah. X-E Services, G. Um, And then uh, a group of... No,
1: they renamed it. They didn't sell it. In February 2009,
0: Blackwater announced that it would be once again renamed, oh, renamed. to G-Services as part of a company-wide restructuring plan. Now, I'll, I'll explain the restructuring plan here in just a second mm-hmm. or why they decided to go that route, uh, and that all ties into my thing. I know it's okay. gonna it's a long ways to get there, but That's all right. I, I think it'll all make sense in the end. Um, so it, it reorganized its business units, added a corporate governance and ethics program. That's very key. It didn't have an ethics program initially, and that'll all be part of this whole thing. And established an independent committee of outside experts to supervise compliance structures. Um, so Prince, Eric Prince, announced his resignation as CEO on March 2nd, 2009. He remained as chairman of the board, but was no longer involved in day-to-day operations. Um, blah, 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 blah. And Now they're are then from 2010 to 2014, a group of private investigators investors (laughs) I don't know why I want to say investigators private investors purchased G's North Carolina training facility and built Academy with an I a new company around it. Academy's board of directors included former Attorney General John Ashcroft, former White House Counsel and Vice President, Chief of Staff Jack Quinn retired Admiral and former NSA Director Bobby Ray Inman, Texas businessman Red McCombs who served as Chairman of the Board. Quinn and Ashcroft were independent directors without with Out other affiliations to Academy Um, then um, let's see here 2014 to present a merger between Triple Canopy and Academy along with other companies that were part of the Constellus Group package are now all gathered under the Constellus Holdings Inc. umbrella Transaction brings together an array of security companies, including Triple Canopy, Constalus LTD, Strategic Social, Tidewater Global Services, National Strategic Protective Services Academy Training Center, and International Development Solutions. 2015, I don't know why this has anything to do with anything, but in 2015, six Colombian mercenaries reported by local media to be employed by Academy were killed in Yemen. The mercenaries were being led by an Australian commander believed to have been hired by the United Arab Emirates to fight the Houthi insurgency. Okay. I want to then skip down to. Uh, excuse me. Uh, where the fuck is it? It's way down here. Was it that? Uh, just scanning real quick. Mm-hmm. Bear with me. Well, suck me sideways. Where's the thing? There was... Okay, so there was basically... This will explain it. I just want to read all that. Um, Where the hell is the thing that... Because this is not the... This is the part that I hate, yeah. Because like, you normally know, most people would edit this shit out, but I don't edit, so I'm not going to. You just have to bear with me. These are not the things that I. There's one incident I want to read for everybody because I think it'll sum it up quicker than me trying to fucking bumble my way through explaining right. it. But I. All right, so I'm just gonna pull up a different fucking thing that will explain this particular. What's it's this one? For some reason, this wasn't on that website that we were just on. It's press Fries. It's stupid, right? Mm-hmm. But it involves them, and you think that will be a major fucking thing. But all right, the Nassour Square massacre. Now, I- I'm going to read you this because I think it will. Yeah, it ties in. Envelop the whole thing that will. All will tie into ultimately what I'm getting at, which I will explain once I've set the back story for everybody. That's fine. September 16, 2007, employees of Blackwater Security Consulting, a private military company, shot Iraqi civilians, killing 17 and injuring 20 in Nasir Square, Baghdad, while escorting a U.S. embassy convoy. The killings outraged Iraqis and strained relations between Iraq and the United States. In 2014, four Blackwater employees were tried and convicted in U.S. federal court one of murder, and the other three of manslaughter and firearm charges. Uh, Blackwater guards claim that the convoy was ambushed and that they fired at the attackers in defense of the convoy. The Iraqi government and Iraqi police investigator Faris Sadi Abdul stated that the killings were unprovoked. The next day, Blackwater Worldwide's license to operate in Iraq was temporary, temporarily revoked. The U.S. State Department has said that innocent life was lost, and according to Washington Post, a military report appeared to corroborate the Iraqi government's contention that Blackwater was at fault. The Iraqi government vowed to punish Blackwater. The incident sparked at least five investigations, including one from the Federal Bureau of Investigation. The FBI investigation found that of the 17 Iraqis killed by the guards, at least 14 were shot without cause. Uh, Let's see here. So... I'm just trying to scan ahead here. To the. Okay. So this is what they say. This is what uh, the Blackwater guys say happened. Okay. The account by the Blackwater firm stated that the driver of a Kia sedan had kept driving toward the convoy, ignoring verbal orders, hand signals, and water bottles, which were thrown at the car, and continued to approach even when fired upon. An Iraqi policeman went over to the car, possibly to help the passenger, but the vehicle kept moving, and it looked to the guards as if the policeman was pushing it. In their view, this confirmed that they were under attack by a vehicle bomb, whereupon they fired at the car, killing both people in it as well as the Iraqi policeman. In response to the guards' killing of the Iraqi policeman, the other Iraqi police officers began to fire at the Blackwater men. Since insurgents in Iraq often disguise themselves by wearing police uniforms, The guards could not be sure they were dealing with actual police. They communicated to the State Department Operations Center that they were under attack. A State Department employee who was walking into the department's Baghdad Operations Center on the day of the incident heard a radio call from the convoy. Contact, 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 we are taking fire from insurgents and Iraqi police. According to Blackwater Vice President Marty Strong, the convoy was hit with a large explosive device and repeated small arms fire which disabled the vehicle. Several sources have stated that the explosion was caused by a mortar round, though this is not reflected in the Department of State incident report. Blackwater has denied Iraqi allegations that one of their helicopters fired from the air during the incident. A State Department report stated that 8 to 10 attackers opened fire from multiple nearby locations with some aggressors dressed in civilian apparel and others in Iraqi police uniforms. The report said that as the convoy tried to leave, its route was blocked by insurgents armed with machine guns at 12.08 p.m. According to another U.S. government report, the team returned fire to several identified targets before leaving the area, and a second convoy en route to help was blocked slash surrounded by several Iraqi police and Iraqi National Guard vehicles and armored or armed personnel. A U.S. Army convoy, possibly the same one delayed by Iraqi forces, arrived approximately a half hour later backed by air cover to escort the convoy back to the green zone. Uh, on September 27, 2007, the New York Times reported that during the chaotic incident at Nassau Square, one member of the Blackwater security team continued to fire on civilians despite urgent ceasefire calls from colleagues. It is unclear whether the team member mistook the civilians for insurgents. The incident was allegedly resolved only after another Blackwater contractor pointed his weapon at the man still firing and ordered him to stop. Three guards... Three Blackwater guards who witnessed the incident said they believed the shootings were unjustified. Okay. Um, So then... Hang on here. So basically, the piece of all this... uh, I'm reading a book on Blackwater. Okay. So the piece that is missing from all this that I can see initially so I was thinking it would be in here but it's not is that um, Blackwater had the ability to um, basically do whatever they wanted uh, okay so they were they were given a type of security clearance and go ahead, to protect their assets, meaning like U.S. ambassadors, right. CIA officials, whatever, from the United States while they were over there, because you got to remember this is right in the middle of the war on terror and right. all this shit. Okay, their goal was they were to protect these people, whoever it was they were transporting or protecting, by any means necessary. Right. Um, now there was numerous incidents where they had gotten supposed firefights with. Iraqis killing tons of people. All these incidents. Um, every time it happened, like, the next night or that night after an incident, like, like the Iraqi people would show up, they'd be investigating, they would want to press charges on these people, that these Blackwater employees that were shooting or killed all these people, and they were nowhere to, nowhere to be found after that because they had come in and taken these Blackwater employees and gotten them out, fuck out of the country. hmm Well, naturally you'd say, well, press charges against them. Well, then the United States State Department would say, you know, according to the report that we've received from Blackwater that they were fired on first. It was basically they they had State Department cover. So, uh, and the Iraqi people kept saying all these incidents were unprovoked. Blackwater was saying that's not true. We were being fired upon, whatever. Uh, Not once did they ever have an asset they were protecting. Hurt killed anything Mm -hmm. they protected them um so this incident goes down
1: this was what 2007
0: (coughs) yeah you have two sides of the story obviously um it comes to find out when they get um statements from all the blackwater employees that were at this thing they record these like tell us what happened type of thing. Like mm-hmm. you would do like an interrogation, but these weren't interrogations. These were just give us your like account. of the, yeah. yeah. At the beginning of each one of these debriefings, I guess what we'll call it, they were read like this. Like, yeah, you read your rights. They were read something to the effect of anything you say in this debriefing cannot be used against you in the court of law will not be used against you in the court of law. Basically, like, you can admit to completely blowing the shit out of everybody with completely unprovoked, you're good to go. Doesn't matter, because you're not... It's never going to be held against you. And, um... So, it kind of sets them above the law. Right. All right? So, now, eventually, they... Um... Family members of the victims that were, you know, are, you know what I mean. So victims' mm-hmm. family members eventually sued Blackwater, and that's how guys ended up getting, you know, charged and prison time and all this shit. But initially, and for all these other incidences, they were basically got off scot free with mm. no, no whatever. Anyways, the 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 major point here is, um, so you have. These former, because a lot of these guys come from the military, former Marines, whatever, Navy SEALs, shit like that.
1: Special ops, yeah.
0: Yeah. Then they get out of that and they go private. This is a private company who Mm -hmm. bids on a contract, so they're they're kind of above the law. Doesn't matter. They have these skills that are, like, insane. You know what I mean? Like, these Mm -hmm. are crazy skills. These types of, like, operations, they were doing over there. It's very clear. It's very documented that they just spray into a crowd and kill whoever. Right. Okay? Now, through all this lawsuit and all this shit, they changed their name, rebranded, you know, tried to take a different appearance in the public eye, and, you know, Blackwater's hopefully just gets forgotten about. Now, um... Let's fast forward to, we have all these, like, the Orlando shooting. Mm -hmm. We have uh, Sandy Hook. We have uh, the Las Vegas thing. We have this most recent Parkland school shooting, which will cover another thing. Mm -hmm. You have all these incidences. I know I'm forgetting a shit ton of them because there's been so many. Right. Well, you got
1: Aurora, Colorado.
0: Well, that one... Yeah, I mean, we could even count that one, because there's there's so much question about all of these. So, picture all these (coughs) false flag type incidences. Now, we've been told it's always a lone gunman, all this shit. But now, take what we've talked about in all the past Las Vegas episodes, the... There's guys on top of that trailer. There's yep. supposed the guys dressed as guards on the ground. There's helicopters. There's all this shit. Shooting all down the fucking strip and all this shit. Could it not be a Blackwater-type team behind this? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that make the most sense, too? Yeah. They're being extracted through helicopters. There's uh, So now you say, well, why would Americans that are part of this shoot on Americans. And I say, well, why would they shoot on Iraqis? I mean, they have no fucking reason to mm. shoot at these people. They can make up whatever bullshit excuse they want. Ultimately, they're doing it for money. they yeah, them the, got to do the it. private sector to shoot at people. Okay? But now it's also a worldwide company, which means you're not only recruiting Americans. You could recruit from, say, Iran, Afghanistan, yeah, I mean, yeah. other countries. Other, and you can train these people. I mean, you could get Russians, you could get Germans, whoever. The, okay, whoever the fuck. So, go with me now, because this is all suspect and, and none of this is proven. This is just mm-hmm. me theorizing, mm-hmm. okay? Let's say, instead of having your American version of current day Blackwater, whatever the fuck you want to call the company, it doesn't even have to be, this could be one we've never even heard of. Right. So, but think Blackwater in general. A worldwide company, you're using, say, a handful of Bosnians. Alright? You get your Bosnian team. You don't use your American team, you use your Bosnian team. You bring them into the United States, you tell them, this is this is your goal. We're gonna pay you X amount of dollars on this contract, and your mission is to create chaos within this sector here of Las Vegas. There's going to be a concert. You're going to shoot upon these people, and your goal is just to shoot upon these people. There is no, that is the end game.
1: Shoot upon them and be invisible.
0: And get the fuck out of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do this, you get the money, and yeah, yeah, whatever. All right, so now you have Bosnians, let's just say hypothetically, for this scenario come in. We're now not shooting on America. We don't have American shooting Americans. We have Bosnian shooting Americans. Mm-hmm. So now there's like, there's no question here. We don't really have because maybe as an American, let's say you're part of this Blackwater, Black op team whatever, you wouldn't want to shoot your own people. But you might be willing to shoot a country you don't agree with or like. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because you're ultimately you're doing it for the money and this is why these American guys, part of this Blackwater team, we're okay shooting Iraqis, because maybe you have a vendetta with the Iraqis. You're at war with the Iraqis. Right. Well, let's just say for this scenario, the Bosnians dislike Americans, so it's okay that we're shooting Americans, innocent Americans. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We can justify it, because we're getting paid. Alright, so let's say this happens. They carry out this attack in Las Vegas. They get out, whatever. You, you, you have a patsy who is put in place in the Stephen Paddock character, and then you flood the news with all this other bullshit about, you know, all these other conspiracies with, you know, whatever. Ultimately, Hillary comes out the next day and says, gun control. It's Not all about the, the gun control. even the next
1: day. It was the same day.
0: Well, it was the next day. I thought it was like
1: 15 minutes after it happened.
0: No. No, it was the next day. It was oh. October 2nd. Okay. Because this happened at 10 o'clock at night, on uh, October 1st. The next day at, like, whatever time in the morning, she's... Oh, posted on twitter so soon it was really quick it was within hours mm-hmm. all right it's too quick to you know what i mean why you got to push your gun control so fast you know what i mean mm-hmm. i that that's that was one thing that made it very suspect to me anyways so hillary does her little thing so you, you can kind of pull the that there's something hokey about this whole thing because she has to push it so fast
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know what i mean you wouldn't do that you Because you don't know that, you know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't come out with your fucking, anyways, the whole Hillary thing. Hillary's a key piece to this, because Blackwater, you think in 2007, we're talking Bush era.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: War on Terror and all this. Blackwater was originally created and started up under and fu- initially funded, like kind of like, you know, helped along, like, whatever, during the um Bill Clinton era in presidency. Okay? Gotcha. So it was started in Clinton's time. Mm-hmm. Bill Clinton's time. Does this whole thing during Bush's time. Now the Democrats are you know attacked Blackwater and, and you know, they they did one of these hearings kinda like they did with Hillary with the whole mm-hmm. Benghazi thing mm-hmm. like, you know, Held her feet to the fire and made her answer a bunch of questions. All that. Well, it was the same thing with Eric Prince and the Blackwater incident after this Nassau sort of Square shit. Okay, um, and, the, and the Democrats are all like, oh, you know, you guys have you're operating without any, you know, you have no, uh, you're not answering anybody. Yeah, no you know? recourse, Yeah. Yeah. Um, except for there was one Democrat that went up there and he had he had been some. An ambassador or something over in Iraq. And instead of asking a question to Eric Prince to answer, he made a statement. His statement was basically like, I'm torn coming into this thing because, for one, you guys are operating with no, what did you say, recourse? I said
1: recourse, but I think repercussion is probably better. No
0: repercussions for the things that you're doing over there. You're just killing random people. But at the same time, I was over there. You protected me, and if you hadn't protected me, I could be dead right now. So he makes a valid point. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he 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 has a hard time going against them because if it wasn't for them, he would be dead. But yet, should there? So if you put a law or or some make basically tie their hands to like there will be repercussions if you shoot and kill innocent civilians, right. but. But in a situation where a car's coming at you because the brakes went out, you don't know if there's a bomb in that. And your goal is to protect that person that you're, you know.
1: Hired to protect.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, because your hands are tied because you might go to a fucking jail or be put on trial, how can you effectively do your job then as a security company? Right, you can't. Yeah, so you're put in a really shit spot. Like, what are you supposed to do? So by tying their hands, they're ineffective now. Mm-hmm. And that means future ambassadors could die. Or, you have to let them have free reign. So, it's a real shit spot. I would hate to be the one trying to figure that out. You know what I mean? Um, Another interesting piece to this is when they sent the FBI over to investigate, who was put in charge to protect the FBI? Blackwater. So now, you're investigating Blackwater, who's now protecting you. You, as the FBI, start pointing fingers or finding shit, Mm -hmm. and I say finding shit in air quotes, Maybe Blackwater will turn their head when that Iraqi insurgent wants to fucking start shooting the FBI. Eh, You know what I mean? Why would we protect somebody that's investigating us? Of course they're not going to find anything. You know what I mean? So that's a whole other issue. Like, all right, you're investigating the people that are protecting you. Are you really going to find anything? No. No. Because they're not going to protect you then. Yeah. Even though they're hired to protect you. They could easily, just like they made up a bunch of shit about, whatever. Okay. So. This whole thing. They have these privatized military groups. Could they not hire privatized military type operations like this to carry out all these false flag attacks under this guise of gun control?
2: Mm.
0: Their whole goal, they don't give a fuck about gun control because they're going to still have their guns when it's all said and done. But they're being hired by these uh, groups, organizations, whatever, that are advocating gun control, such as a Hillary or whatever. Now, her husband was in place at one point. Now, as I was reading uh, the other day about this, (coughs) there was a a bill or an act that was put forward by a representative from some state, and they only were able to get a handful of representatives to sign on to it, and two senators at the time to agree to this. And it was basically like a, we need to, like, shut down the ability of these privatized military organizations from having just full reign to do whatever the fuck they want okay well not many people signed on to it but the two senators that did one of them was hillary when she was senator at the time and i thought well there goes my whole philosophy of of you know hillary being behind this whole thing and i thought you know what that's the stupidest. That's what, exactly what they want you to think. Yep. Would it not make even more sense if she has to, in the public eye, she is basically removing herself from this organization
2: mm-hmm.
0: by saying, we need to shut this down, and then turn right around, underhandedly pay them to go do exactly what it is that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because then, in the public eye, if, if somebody like me were to say, Hillary, you're behind this whole thing. She can say, no, I signed this bill that wanted to shut them down. There's no way I'm connected to this. Yeah, but that's why you did that because yep. you were trying. It's, it's a magic trick. Yep. Look over here when the other hand's doing the fucking magic trick, whatever. Right, and, right. and it's a, it's, it's an illusion that she's trying to pull. So it's complete bullshit. And to me, that almost makes her even more guilty. And so I believe one of these militarized companies was hired to do at least this one, mm-hmm. could be all these others too, uh, all connected in some weird way maybe, well, to push this gun control narrative, and they don't care because they're getting their money, and they carry out these types of incidences all around the world, and that's just how it is. I, I don't think, and I, I think the FBI and CIA only operate as their their covers to mm-hmm. the actual operation which is why nobody ever goes to jail for any of these things mm-hmm. nobody's ever found guilty they put a put in place a patsy which was probably placed there by the FBI I still think there was probably a gun thing going on but I think they do these operations to and have multiple things happening so that conspiracy theorists and the news and everybody goes in different directions this way you can never pinpoint any one thing you have a company that a private militarized company that does these things that isn't known by the public because they're ABC Corp. And, you know, mm-hmm. you don't know what the fuck that is. You know what I mean? You would never think it.
1: And they keep changing their fucking name.
0: And, yeah, you just, if they do start getting some heat, they just change their fucking name and then re-logo and organize their bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. But ultimately, that's what it is. So originally, I was blaming CIA and FBI, which I think they're part of the cover. Yeah. But ultimately, I think that's who carries it out. Whatever company orders these things, and I do believe it's all funded between George Soros, Barack Obama, and Hillary Clinton and the Clinton organization, simply because it was all started back from Bill Clinton, and then she's always pushing gun control. She's the only one of these senators, one other one from Vermont that signed this fucking thing, which, if I bet you I looked into this Vermont senator that signed it, there's probably something fishy with that person in bed
1: with the Clintons. Exactly,
0: yeah. and I bet you that that's the whole thing in a nutshell from beginning to end, like without getting real detailed. Yeah,
1: no, I agree because we had talked about even the Boston Boston Marathon bombing.
0: Yeah, that one too.
1: There were guys seen with wasn't the Blackwater logo or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's when we first talked about Blackwater. Yeah, I, I, as you started talking the, about uh, Bear it, Club. Him, Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. I bet you 9/11 could have even been carried out by something like that. You know what I mean? Maybe not 9-11, but a lot of these other incidents It could be. Why
1: wouldn't they have demolitions?
0: They would. They, they had have people going training. into that building for weeks before it actually went down. Yeah. I'm telling you, dude, this is... The, when I... Because originally I'm, I was all focused on CIA.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But... And not to say that they weren't a part of it, because I do think they help in the intelligence, the planning, and the cover afterwards. And I also think the FBI is dirty hands with all that shit too. But I ultimately think people that work for the FBI, people that work for the CIA, if they're actually caught they are held at a different uh, level uh, when it comes to U.S. law than say like I said for this incident, the Vegas thing Bosnians that are hired by this private organization brought in to carry out this attack, but also have, like, so, like, the Blackwater guys in Iraq had State Department cover and said nothing they say will be used against them, even though they were eventually sued, and it was, right. but initially for several other things that had happened in Iraq for, you know, six or whatever years they were had been operating freely, and they had killed a shit ton of people, mm-hmm all supposedly unprovoked, they were all covered. They they kept saying, you know, no, they didn't do anything wrong, whatever. And through that, through this privatized company, these other guys are protected, which is why so they, they carry out this thing and whisked out in the middle of the night out of the country. You'll never catch them. You'll never know who it was. You know what right. I mean? The money's already been paid, and it's funneled through Clinton Foundation or something like that. Mm-hmm. George Soros funds how many foundations and shit like that? I mean, all these motherfuckers have foundations that they fucking uh, funnel their money through. Yeah, launder money through them. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And you could easily pay one of these things, follow the money trail, but you'd have to know where to start to find the fucking money trail. Mm-hmm. You'd have to figure out the company. It's hard to do, dude. They, they're, this is all done so well. It's And then when they force out all these other nonsensical theories or... Actual things that have happened, like, Stephen Paddock was probably working with the FBI selling guns to ISIS. You add that piece into this whole thing, dude, I'm telling you, I really think this is where, I think this is where it gets, like, I think I'm getting hotter in whatever yeah, no, it, I could it, be wrong, but
1: no, it's plausible. I mean, look at all the the military vehicles that they have and and that one company we looked at, they had secret helicopters that were quiet and stuff like that. So why not, dude? Yeah. It makes sense to me.
0: I think I think that's what it was. I think this private militarized company carried this thing out. Mm-hmm. They were paid. So there's they don't have any care, you know? No, I mean?
1: and it was a precise thing. They they knew that they were just supposed to shoot for a certain amount of time from time A to time B, mm-hmm. and they get the fuck out of Dodge.
0: Yeah, it disappeared. You have you have a team of however many people in helicopters on the ground, all creating chaos in every direction. All this shit, plus shit down further down the thing. Mm-hmm. I think it all makes sense. I mean, and I use Bosnians in this, which it may not have been. It probably was not. Right. But if you used, say.
1: Fuck! Uh, that could have been African. Could be Yemen, Right? Honestly, Iraqis, it could have been matter.
0: American shooting on American. It could be. I well, mean, what to be honest, with does it you, make, if they're you if they're what what I mean? a
1: hired gun, they don't give a fuck.
0: They really don't give a shit. No, they're getting paid to do a job. And 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 I firmly don't believe the guys that are doing the shooting. They don't care about the gun control law because they work for a company where they're still going to have a gun no matter what. Mm-hmm. So why do they give a shit? They give a shit about their paycheck.
1: Yeah, they're getting paid a fuck ton of money to just yeah. create chaos and, and do a job. Yeah. That's all it is, man. It's a job. It's a job. It's, it is a it's job. It's like a
0: video game. And these guys have been in war. They've killed people. So killing people isn't an issue for them. Mm-hmm. They're past that. You know, for you and I, killing someone might be fucking very traumatic mm-hmm. or even seeing somebody get shot. But for these guys, they've done it. it, it they're past that. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. For them, there is no. It's like a cold-hearted thing. You'd have to be that in order to do that kind of a job. Mm-hmm. But then again, the amount of money you're getting paid, I don't know. Maybe I could probably fucking deal with it too. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I've never met somebody from Blackwater after the fact that, that will come around and say, yeah, I killed 2,000 people, and I'm perfectly cool. You want to go golfing? You know what I mean? Right, like, right. There has to be some sort of mental disconnect yeah. now. I'd be curious to see that person functioning currently in society, like, how could they function normally? I think they they, they could. PTSD I think you'd be surprised. Like, I think you'd be surprised. Maybe.
1: You know, with mental conditioning like, and shit,
2: there
0: could be a level of mind control there mm-hmm. too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, but I think that's that's what carried this these things out. Boston bombing. I mean, all of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe not the same company,
1: but a company like it. One of and those. And it's private... all being funded through mm-hmm.
0: these foundations, laundering money and all mm-hmm. this. Shit. I guarantee it. I I I, don't, I can't say I guarantee it, but I would. I would definitely
1: put some money on it in Vegas.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pun intended. <laughs> Pun definitely intended. Mm-hmm. It To me, it just kind of fits the bill based on what went down with. This is why I wanted to read the Nassar sort of Square, because right. it kind of shows you, like, these guys fucking do whatever they want, and there's no repercussions well, there's no repercussions here either. There's no repercussions for the Boston bombing. There's no mm-hmm. repercussions for the Sandy Hook. There's, and not saying they were anybody was involved with Sandy Hook, but you know, without getting into the Parkland school shooting, because we'll do that in another episode. But I'll I'll definitely use this same theory
2: mm-hmm.
0: going into that, and I'll show you things that kind of point to it. It's weird, dude. I'm telling you crazy yeah interesting right mm-hmm. makes you wonder you want to tackle the so that's pretty pretty much where i'm at now with the whole las vegas thing right so let's what are we at, hour two let's tackle this uh this thing with the uh the I- other irish thing we were talking right. about
1: so we and our tour our tour guide sucked i'm gonna just throw that out there right now um he just was terrible he didn't talk about the right things at right times and anyways he he did mention for like 14 seconds the great potato famine everyone's heard about it everyone knows about it i had never heard about this well i'm gonna fill you in yeah so basically all he really said was the the farmers grew potatoes because they found out that it grew in the shitty soil that they had and then one year all of a sudden the They got a nasty virus in the potatoes, and it killed all the potatoes, basically. So they had no food. Um, that's basically all he really said. Now, sitting down later in the evening with the actual driver of the bus, who's from way Northern Ireland, uh, very hard to understand, but oh. every, every other word I could understand of his, he basically said that the Britons, uh, or the British, I think is what he called the them, the Brit- British... The Brits. He did say the Brits quite a few times. The Brits actually developed a type of chemical warfare that poisoned the potatoes, which then they hoped would poison the people eating them. Right. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. It just killed their crops. A lot of people did die because of the starvation, and the famine, but it didn't work the way it wanted. They wanted it was it to slower deaths. Yeah. Um,
0: instead of killing instantly through right. eating, it killed them over time because like they- had no food.
1: Right. And I think the famine was, what, three years, four years?
0: Uh, I pulled it up here. From 1740 to 1741.
1: Oh, only one year. I thought it was longer than that.
0: Irish famine, 1879. I wonder which one. Looks looked like there was a No, famine.
1: right there, 1845 to 1849. Yeah, four years.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know what the other one was. I don't know. Uh, um, yeah. So
1: I, wanted, I, I, I bought a book at one of the shops that we were at on... The Great Potato Famine Truth You Don't Know or something like that. I haven't read a a single word of it yet because I just haven't had time, but I did buy a book. I want to read it, and when I'm done with that, I'll come back with more information on it, but I wanted to kind of touch it um, because we were talking about Ireland stuff earlier. Yeah. But uh, it's very interesting because everyone talks about the potato famine, and then people say, like, granted, growing up in high school, I was kind of a, a tool, and I really didn't give a shit about anything, but... I remember people talking about the Great Potato Famine being that that's all they had to eat was potatoes. Right. They had no other food but potatoes. So
0: it says here, potato dependency. The potato was introduced to Ireland as a garden crop of the gentry. By the late 17th century, it had become widespread as a supplementary rather than a principal food because of the main diet still revolved around buttermilk and grain products. However, in the first two decades of the 18th century, it became a base food of the poor, especially in winter. Furthermore, a disproportionate share of the potatoes grown in Ireland were of a single variety, the Irish lumper. The expansion of the economy between 1760 and 1815 saw the potato make inroads into the diet of the people and become a staple food year-round for farmers. The large dependency on this single crop and the lack of genetic variability among the potato plants in Ireland were two of the reasons why the emergence of phytophthora in Festins had such devastating effects in Ireland and less severe effects elsewhere in Europe. Potatoes were essential to the development of the cotier or cottier system, mm-hmm. supporting an extremely cheap workforce, but at the cost of lower living standards. For the laborer, it was essentially a potato wage that shaped the expanding agrarian economy. Potato was used extensively as a fodder crop for livestock immediately prior to the famine. Approximately 33% of production, amounting to five million short tons, it was normally used in this way. So yeah, potatoes were the thing. Yeah, that's weird.
1: Oh yeah, check that out.
0: That's <laughs> really weird. I like how it says. But Whoa.
1: yeah, if you read here in 1844, Irish newspapers carried reports concerning a disease which, for two years, had attacked the potato crops in America. A likely source was the eastern United States, where in 1843 and 1844, blight largely destroyed the potato crops. Ships from Baltimore, Philadelphia, or New York City could have brought diseased potatoes to European ports. So they're blaming it on basically America, <coughs> saying yeah. "Say America brought over these diseased fucking shit. But in reality, from what my buddy, the bus driver, said was the Brits poisoned the potatoes. Um... So, I, I wanted to talk about it on here because that's a pretty big conspiracy if you think about it. Yeah. Especially now with Brexit going on. You know, they're trying to get rid of, you know, Britain's trying to get out of there. Um, and, and an interesting thing too that I heard through, through different stories from different people in Ireland was Northern Ireland is still, um, basically controlled by Britain. Yeah. And there's a lot of Brits up there still. And what he what he tried to explain to me was by them if they get rid of Brexit or if, if Britain succeeds, then Ireland would pretty much crumble because right now they're kind of using Britain and the UK as their main exporters, and they got a lot of connections and different you know contracts through different exporting goods. With them leaving, they'd lose all that, and it's basically like um, Americans going to Mexico to work. And then being told, yeah, you can't come over here to work anymore is basically what would happen. Um, because Ireland wouldn't be able, Irish people wouldn't be able to work in the northern part where Britain is now because Britain controls it. All right. Um, and that was pretty interesting because I've heard of Brexit for years, didn't know anything about it, didn't understand it, didn't know what the fuck it meant. I thought it happened, but then I also thought that it didn't happen because it, we're still talking about it. Um, so I think it's, it's interesting that. The, the way it was told was that the bus driver said the tour guide is from that part where they, he basically was pushing his agenda and his views on us through his tour because he was a Protestant, um, religion and which therefore is governed by the, the, the Queen of England or whatever the fuck he was saying. Uh, it was, it was, it was, cra- was mind blowing the way he was talking about it. I'm like, yeah. wow cuz uh here another completely side story about the 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 uh, bus driver his brother is an Irish catholic priest in florida he caught or caught wind of another priest in that church molesting a child in florida he did the right thing and turned him in to the police at that time the guy got arrested and all that stuff um he was Told, actually, before he turned him in, he was told by the bishop, uh, that he was not allowed to tell the police what happened and was given orders to send him to another church in, in Mexico. He's like, I ain't doing that, I'm turning him in. So he did that. The bus driver flew to fucking Florida to help his brother out, talk to the cops, talk to the bishop and all that stuff. And, uh, he was given a letter from the Pope. And the bishop, I believe, two different letters, basically excommunicating him from the church. So his brother got kicked out of the church, and he got kicked out of the church. And when he got kicked out, he talked to the 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 sergeant or the police chief of that town and said, "Hey, this is what's going on. Like this isn't right." And he's like, "Look," the the police chief said, "Look, your your brother did the right thing for humanity. He did the right thing. He told you know he didn't send him away. He made the guy pay." But in the eyes of the Catholic Church he did everything wrong he went against he did the cardinal rule he went against his order his direct orders Um, so that's why he was excommunicated because the bus driver continued to help his brother and he brought he actually he's the one that broke the news to Ireland and like brought it out did a news press conference and all that shit and uh because he did that and brought word to it and brought light to the situation, that's why he got excommunicated. so he's no longer welcome in the Catholic Church.
0: It's so stupid, if you think about it, because.
1: But it's proof that it happens. We've yeah. been talking about it for years that it happens. Oh yeah, that they don't they don't fire if if you're a priest and you get caught diddling a little child, you just get moved to another fucking parish. Yeah, that's it. You get a new fucking church. That's so crazy. Go though. fuck with some other kids. So, There's a loophole in the Bible, it's... in not the Bible, but the the bylaws of the catholic religion there's a loophole that lets you do that basically it's been
0: happening for years that lets you move to another church that basically says
1: you can do whatever you want to chill little boys that's if it happens we'll
0: just just move you it's it's against the church's rule to turn these motherfuckers in but it's completely cool that you go fuck a little kid no that is not cool and no, I know. That is and, and what does say, that tell you that that religion is the most corrupt fucking dude, religion you in you the fucking go, world.
1: Let's go a step further in fucked upness. Alright, so it's okay for a priest to diddle a little child. Boy, it's always boys. You know, it's never really I mean not, not always. Ninety nine percent of time it's boys, sometimes it's girls. It's okay for that to happen, but it's not okay to be gay. Right. What
0: the fuck? Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Not that I'm gay, but I'm just saying. I'm pro-choice. You do what the fuck you want, as long as you're not doing it in front of me. Or you're not hitting on me. We're cool. Um But it's okay. so so. Is it in a roundabout way actually the Catholic priests in the Catholic diocese saying that it's okay to be gay because a priest diddling a little boy is pretty fucking gay? So is Dude, it, it is it only okay to be gay if you're a priest and a little child pedophile? What the fuck?
0: None of it's okay. I, I agree. Is a corrupt. I agree. fucking organization and since you're talking about all that looking for it no uh. literally a day ago or two days ago like recently like in the last couple of days uh, there's a what the fuck a, a male <laughs> prostitute a male escort or whatever yeah. who had been like uh, had all these like priests and shit real close to the vatican like cardinals and all this shit uh i was trying to find like a good article to read on this real quick But he's got all this, like, proof that these priests and shit are contacting him, this gay prostitute, for, like, orgies and sex and all this shit. And he's got, like, all this proof that will completely fucking destroy their whole, uh, way of, like, you know, hiding this, basically. You know what I mean? Right. Um trying to find I wonder which one I should click on a lot of these I don't like clicking on here well, let's just go with this some of these are I don't like reading from certain websites yeah. because they're like fake news and shit so you know I don't want to but we'll go off of uh,
1: yeah that's a good site
0: so as soon as it's done loading here get rid of that in the meantime get rid of that Let me get rid of that
1: so more to come on the great potato famine as I read that book <laughs>
0: Yeah, we'll do a we'll do a full thing like once you've, you know, read it and taken your notes and all that. All right, so basically the headline here is 40 gay priests outed to Vatican by male prostitute. Priest using social media to find male lovers. It's fucked up. A dossier has been delivered to officials at the Vatican replete with screenshots of messages and even explicit photos from Grindr, Tinder and any number of social Media platforms where Catholic priests plan their homosexual what is that Dalances? dalliances? Dalliances.
1: That... Oh, there isn't either. yeah.
0: Let's. See. I wonder how long this video is. Ten
1: minutes.
2: If you are receiving this transmission, you are the resistance. Just
0: curious. See what they say about it here.
2: All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the War Room on InfoWars Network here. Uh, hopefully you're watching on InfoWars.com forward slash show. Maybe you're watching on one of our uh, various YouTube channels because, as you may know, if you watch uh, any of these programs, we are being squeezed at every point by YouTube and, uh, and other major yeah, tech companies despise. who don't like what we have to say or that we can say it uh, without oversight by some large corporations such as themselves. But that's what we do here, and if you like that we do that, please, please, please do go to Infowars.com or Infowarsstore.com okay. and purchase some it. of the products. We have super mail Hang and, uh, on. and super jump front here. Uh, of, of the war of independence that's being waged now.
1: So it was ten minutes, but really it's now, only four minutes of what we want to talk various
2: about. Fronts, uh, across the globe. And so first we'll start uh, at right. that distant land of China. China, told fellow, told, China is told to follow the leader Xi Jinping in thought, word, and deed. The Chinese premier, Li is Tejian, has off a potentially momentous yeah. political okay. summit in Beijing by instructing this the has communist has party to officials the to... Quote, oh, no, right there, I the What's that pres-
0: Alright, so we're six minutes in when I
2: jump. Isn't it? Well, that's what uh, I was watching old videos well, of Alex I yesterday, there. and there's a great video of him from the '90s when he went to go renew his driver's license. Yes, where he's and they the went to print. take his thumbprint. He goes, "No, I'm not going to do it." He goes, you're going to be taking the
1: last two minutes. Those <laughs> are given to the Eight no, minutes This, then, this then, is
2: a 1,200-page memo. Here we a go. Memo, a dossier, if you will. Uh, the Nunes four-page memo is pretty damning. I cannot imagine. Twelve. 12- of course." Right. 1200. 1,200 pages about gay priests. Yeah, forty actively gay priests. Well, not just about them, but photos of their grinder accounts. Oh yeah, uh, from from Telegram, Facebook, from WhatsApp, a male escort, from a male escort who had uh, previously uh, brought attention to some some pretty bad things, and uh, and he says, you know, none of them are suspected of pedophilia or sexual offenses. These aren't crimes, but they are sins, which might be convenient. I don't know. What do you think what do you think the odds are that the pope just, you know, avoids this whole thing by just coming out and saying Oh my god. It's really frustrating. I think they might now. They might do what they've done in
1: in other cases. <laughs> They'll just shuffle the people around. Oh, you're not going to be here in Vatican City anymore. There you go.
0: I love the internet. Yeah, I feel like I'm in some fucking little shack and Siberia. I feel like
1: I'm in Ireland again. <laughs>
0: they're gonna move you to South America
2: or move you to you know Eastern Europe. Well, the, they'll shuffle them around and it'll be a, a non-story. They're, they're definitely doing that, but the way that this uh, Pope seems to just throw to the side all of the uh, long-established, uh, you know, moral underpinnings of the Catholic Church, I wouldn't be surprised if he's just like, you know, what? It's too much trouble. It's okay to hire gay, gay, gay prostitutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, exactly, yeah, and solicit prostitutes. Right. All right. It's so
0: basically that. That was great. Oh, we already fucking... Maybe I should have just clicked on one of these fucking... Let's see what Snopes says about it. Oh, Snopes says it's completely bullshit, and uh, the Catholic religion is number one.
1: Yeah, and it also says that Hillary Clinton will be the next pope. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That was pretty good, Dave. I like that. (laughs) Hillary Clinton will be the next pope. Um but anyways I, I, there's more developing on the story it just came out but I just thought it was interesting that you yeah. brought that up which we obviously weren't talking about at all yeah. so it's and this, I was like I just read something about that so I wanted to pull it up real quick and see uh, so yeah Catholic Church is fucking dude it's bad uber like, corrupt.
1: I, I was a, a fucking altar boy growing up I never had anything weird happen you know um I would have thought I would have because I always drank the wine when I wasn't supposed to, you know, like the right. communal wine and shit. I always drank that shit. and But yeah, I never had any issue. I hated Catholic Church. Like, I actually hated going there and hated having to serve, but my mom made me, you yeah. know. Um, yeah,
0: that's, it is, it's so corrupt and Dude, fucked up. Man. It needs to be shut the fuck down. It's like- big business, man. They make a shit ton of money. That's being why Catholics. you should tax the fuck out of them. Agreed. Tax the fuck out of every religion, because as soon as you start taxing them, like you do any other business. oh well, here's the thing: you're not going to tax a religion. Then why the fuck are you taxing me? Right. Why should I be taxed? You're not taxing these. These religions are business based on donations, and and yet, yeah, oh, you can't tax donations. Well, here's the here's the other thing. Why can a lot of these fucking uh, organizations, like I don't know, like Goodwill or whatever, you can donate to them and then take it from your your income Mm -hmm. on your taxes. You don't pay taxes on what you donate, but then these organizations get, let's say, four hundred million dollars. The CEO is getting two hundred million, and then they got to pay all their employees. That that work like in the accounting and all that. Then you have a bunch of volunteers working for you for free, and seventy five thousand dollars goes to what your your whole point is. You got four hundred million dollars, and seventy five thousand goes to the. And and I'm exaggerating the numbers just to make a point, but they're not. You know what I mean? They're not. Why why
2: isn't four hundred thousand or four hundred
0: million dollars going towards? To good and the CEO doesn't take a fucking paycheck. How about the CEO is a goddamn volunteer then mm-hmm. too?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Bullshit. This is why I don't donate to organizations because I can't. I, I see no proof. None of these fucking companies offer any proof that my money's going to actual good. It's going to the fucking CEO or some employee's thing. To mm-hmm. me, they're your business, and I don't see me just giving money and not getting something from it. Doing shit for me. I right. won't donate to them.
1: See, I donate to the, uh, the Relief Foundation for Africa for the kids of Starving Children's 10 cents a day.
0: You're an idiot. I'm just kidding, dude. I know. Sally,
1: Sally Struthers told me I had to, so. Yeah, well,
0: Sally Struthers can go fuck herself. <laughs> She's uh, still alive. I don't donate. Uh, yeah, well, she can go fuck herself. I don't donate to, like, here's the one thing. My employer really, they, they have some sort of, like, deal with UNICEF. Or, no, or United Way. United sorry, Way. Yeah, United oh, my God. God. Every, fucking, every
1: employer does that.
0: It's ridiculous. I don't donate shit to them because yeah. prove to me that my money is going to where you say it's going to. I don't believe it. Not for a second. And um, I'll be more willing to take a homeless man sitting on the side of a road into a restaurant and buy him a meal. Mm-hmm. I won't even just give him cash because I don't know where he's going to spend that right. money. He says he wants food, but right. next thing you know, he's got a bottle of fucking booze. No, you're hungry. I will buy shit. you food. Right. What? So... Yeah, I'm, I may be, may be a dick, but I will walk down the street. Homeless person comes up to me. I will more than likely not even acknowledge them and walk past because I assume because there are so many shitty ones. Well, the same thing with all these fucking organizations. These nonprofit, these uh, donate all your fucking money to us, and we're not going to do anything, you mm-hmm. know. Or a, you know the ten dollars i donate you really think it's going to go to help anybody no that ten dollars is putting in a pool that's going to go to the fucking ceo's pockets they can have a bigger house a bigger pool better cars eat better than me fuck models and you know it's a bunch of bullshit i'm not down with it
1: did i ever tell you the time that i caught a panhandler um in milwaukee he was asking for money was you know looked pretty disheveled and i asked him to leave he's like all right so i had the security guy follow him on the camera he went around the building Behind the store, got in a, like a brand new Mercedes or Porsche or some shit and drove away.
0: Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's infuriating. Do they know. They've, uh, there's been other ones in other cities like New York and shit where, like, they've had, like, uh, they see these guys panhandle and they actually followed them as they left their post mm-hmm. in their, like, garbage bag outfit. And they would follow them, like, eight blocks away. They'd get to a parking lot take off their garbage bag, have a fucking suit on, mm-hmm. and get into a goddamn Lamborghini and yep, drive away. It's like, driveway, yep. these motherfuckers are making a shit ton of money off of donations yep. and they're pretending like they're homeless. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking racket,
1: dude. It is, dude. We should do that.
0: Um, yeah. These motherfuckers were, were bringing home, like, six figures. And they don't have to pay tax on it. Nope. Because it's all donated. It's a cock of shit. All religions should be taxed. I agree. All of these foundations should have a better... Um, way of like they should be regulated in a way where if you're see like okay, so the CEO probably is paying taxes on whatever. All right, I understand that, but um, and donations maybe shouldn't be taxed, but there needs to be more accountability. You know, I think with like a Blackwater type situation, yeah. where's the fucking accountability? You know, I, I don't know. I don't see why religion shouldn't be taxed on what's donated to them or. Or or how about this? People want to donate money to that. If they're cool with their money going to pay for the priest's fucking mansion, that's fine. But they shouldn't be able to go buy a vehicle for the church tax-free. They shouldn't be able to buy a Mm -hmm. house for the priest tax-free. They shouldn't be able to do all this shit tax-free. These motherfuckers get away with everything tax-free. Well, then I don't want to pay tax either. I'm a, it makes me, makes me want to start a bullshit religion so that I can just say whatever. Or a bullshit company so I don't ever have to... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If I start a company, i got to pay taxes. So you know what? I'm going to start a non-profit podcast. There you go. This is what we have. We're <laughs> not making it shit anyways. Right. We might as well call it non-profit. Then we don't have to pay tax on anything, right? As long as yes. it has to do with the podcast. I mean, I know a lot of lawyers and government would say no.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But... All these other organizations can. You know what I mean?
1: Yep. How do we start a religion? Let's do that.
0: Start Fuck. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know <laughs> the first thing about starting a religion, but I, I guess first we need like, to come up with our fake God. that We don't gonna, have one.
2: Oh, yeah. Spaghetti we Monster.
0: You don't have to have a... This is, the Grace. This is true. Oh, yeah. Dude, I would be... Anunnaki. We go. It's the Anunnaki religion. I like that whole fucking Zachariah and uh, Sumerian text and all mm-hmm. that shit. Because that's probably closer to the, what actually it is right. anyways. Uh, so yeah, we'll just start that and, hey, donate money and join our fucking cult.
1: Our religion. We're not a cult. Cults pay money. They pay you taxes. <laughs>
0: no, actually, they don't. <laughs> that's what's weird about it. We
1: won't give you any Kool-Aid. <laughs> you can believe whatever you uh-huh. want to believe.
0: <laughs> we'll give you Kool-Aid. It's not going to kill you.
1: <laughs> It'll be yeah. bottled. Yeah. Sealed.
0: Point is it all should be taxed. I hate yeah. I hate it because especially religion and these all these organizations are so corrupt. And and there's it's really like the basis of this episode, kind of with the whole Blackwater mm-hmm. thing and these are it's all corrupt. Everything's so goddamn corrupt, it's all based on money.
1: Yeah. Power corrupts absolutely.
0: It's frustrating. But it is. I don't know. So basically Dave's going to read that book. We're going to do a full thing once he's read the book on yeah. the Great Famine Conspiracy of Ireland, and uh, like like I always say, as more information comes out about Vegas, we'll update. But that's where I'm at now. I think I'm yeah. the closest that I've been in kind of tying it all together. Like I'm still yeah. no further in naming people or a company, but I think I've got the right you're privatized thing. Right, you're on the right path. Thing. Um, And then uh, the Hawaiian missile thing, who the fuck knows what's going on with all that. Very suspect either Mm -hmm. way. And, uh, yeah, that pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? Good episode. I like this one. It's fun. All right, buddy. to the detour podcast network on itunes and don't forget to rate and review while you're there you can also download the stitcher and podbean app to your device for free and search detour podcast network and subscribe if you enjoy listening to the shows on the detour podcast network spread the word to everyone you know your word of mouth is our best advertising method and we appreciate your support thanks for listening 8311 Call today!